up, up in, in your, your ears. ears. Podcast Network. Hi, <laughs> right, I am immortal. Are right, you ready? Say, Jill, Wait. Jill was Jill didn't like the movie, and she was like, "Do you want me to come up and say something?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> all right wait let's do the intro hi i'm mike i'm josh dave dave, dave. oh is it me hi i'm dave <laughs> should, we, should we take Let, it from the top let's do it from the top <laughs> solo wait do you have your settings to the microphone it sounds like tap the mic for me okay oh, yeah. yeah you are going to okay cool i hear it all right all right ready Hi, I'm Mike. I'm Josh. No, wait, do that again. Hi, do that again. Do that again. Hi, I'm Mike. I'm Josh. Wait, everybody quiet, quiet, quiet. Everybody everybody shut up. (laughs) Hi, I'm Mike. No, shut up. God damn it. (laughs) Ready? Quiet. (laughs) Hi, I'm Mike. I'm Josh. I'm Dave, a.k.a. Jack Fizzle. And I'm J-Bone. And this is... Does it suck? Does it suck? Now! All right. This week... Brought to us by Queen. Brought to you by Queen. Who wants to live forever. Well, this week we are talking about the movie Highlander from... The movie, Highlander, the movie, <laughs> not the, the television series or the lunchbox or whatever else came out of it. Uh, it is a sprawling 1986 epic that Boy, spans across time and space where Connor McLeod of the Clan McLeod. <laughs> Hashtag where's Connor? Hashtag. I'll explain that later. Uh, he is an immortal. He can live forever. Uh, he finds this out from his friend Sean Connery, who is he's not Spanish, he's Egyptian. So um, but you're glossing over the fact that uh, the, the, the main character is a Scotsman played by a French actor using a French accent. And Swiss. the other Swiss actor using a Swiss accent, whatever. And the other actor is, as you said, Sean Connery, just talking like Sean Connery playing a Spaniard from Egypt. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. I just wanted to land that. No, I was just giving <laughs> I mean, it a quick... Little sense. I was just giving a quick synopsis of the plot. I mean, the, the the plot is almost as involved as you want it to be. Like the basics of it is he finds out he can live forever. Uh, there's Except. a bunch of people. Well, there's a bunch of people that live forever. And if you cut off their heads, they die. And at the end of time, they're all going to cut off each other's heads. So there's only one. And the movie, yeah. there you go. Or, or whenever, it doesn't, yeah, no. And then somebody wins the prize. It's about getting the prize. That's why you're chopping off all the heads. Is To, to get the prize. the prize. The prize is this a is crucial. electrocution you have to, ejaculation. for all this bullshit is the prize. Well, what is I really the, thought the gathering what, was just a gay orgy. Well, what's I mean, the, what's the prize, ending. though? Like, what is the prize? Is it, everybody... Are we are we gonna ju- are we just gonna jump all the way to that now? I feel like that's a pretty crucial part. Well, of the no, story. like we let's save like that for <laughs> like let's not. We don't have to save anything. Like okay, this is a maybe, movie maybe from. Maybe 19- this is a time for poetry, guys. No, maybe this is a time oh, for poetry. poetry. Okay, sure. Yeah, why don't you sure. read us a haiku, Josh Solo? I will do that. Um, okay. Eons of practice, 
yet you still suck at swordplay. <laughs> Trench coat, modern kilt. <laughs> oh, I like this. That was, that was a really good one. Yeah, this I'm might be. Thanks. This might be your best uh, haiku. I think. I like how you made that connection there. Yes. The trench coat is its own character in this entire movie. I loved it. This movie um, is insane. Like it really is nuts. it is shot insane. It is shot like this guy, the director, directed music videos. And this is a music video. Yeah. Like every fight scene is he is just like, okay, man, break out the wind machine, break out the so whatever good. fisheye lens, break out the I, fire. I will say in the director's <laughs> the 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 shot of you guys know I love my opening like tracking crane shots or helicopter shots. And this one, when they go into like the wrestling arena in the beginning, which is a whole glorious sequence on itself, that honestly, the, the crane shot that they do around the arena is mind-bogglingly good. It's like oh, a yeah. brilliant actually, fucking shot. They that. swing. That's like a shot you would do with a drone now. And I'm not even quite sure mm -hmm. how they did it because that camera swings all the way around this entire wrestling arena, like from the top. Uh, they built some crazy shit to do that, I'm, I would guess. And yeah. It's awesome. Like they just like you could have made a whole wrestling movie from that first scene alone, and it would have been awesome. Oh the yeah, work in this movie is nuts. There are so many just like single shots or setups. The the one shot um, that I remembered from watching this the first time that I saw it again is when the prostitute Candy walks into the room, and they do the <laughs> shot of like the the shot of half his face. Yeah, the Candy, like the evil, well, the perfect evil guy shot. Like every so, shot funny right thing to the character development. It's funny that you brought that up, Solo, because when I made uh, that, uh, so I, for the audience, I made like a little short movie along like eight years ago. Like I tried to make a zombie movie without zombies, basically, and which is irrelevant. But the point is, I took that shot. I didn't even realize I copied it. It was just in my head and didn't even know it from like seeing this movie so much. And I made a shot exactly like if we had a website, I would show it where it's like it's half of my face in the very front of the frame. And then half of Mrs. J Bone, or no, and Mrs. J Bone's like in a doorway in the back behind me, and it's framed exactly the fucking same. It's just subconscious. You know, I still have a copy of Home. On when you have married, did she have to take on that name? Yeah, Mrs. She she actually married me because she wanted to be Mrs. J Bone. Would it be just Mrs. Bone <laughs> technically? Or... Not in my no, mind. I mean, <laughs> like Ken Bone. No, because technically my name is J Bone, son of J Bone. And oh, I just travel. Yeah. It's you wouldn't even understand it in my native tongue. So, which <laughs> actually that reminds me, yeah. I really like. He's, he's we're Assyrian, making fun of their way accents, of Australian. right? By way making of fun India. of their accents in this movie. I did think that they showed a little self awareness, and I think there was more self awareness in this movie than I expected. Uh, there's a scene when they're in the police station, which is just like a com comedy masterpiece of a scene, and they're oh, interrogating yeah. him because he's like an antiques <laughs> dealer or whatever. And some one this one cop who's like the perfect like 80s dickhead New York cop is like, you got an accent, huh? Where the fuck are you from or whatever? And he says something. He basically explains that like he's from everywhere and he's been so many places his accent doesn't even make sense anymore. But they do it in like this really awesome 80s New York cop exchange. It was it, it was I thought and that then, it totally worked for me. In that yeah. same scene, right. he then proceeds to beat up three yeah. cops in the middle of the precinct. And walk out. With the people yeah. in the holding, yeah, with people in the holding cell cheering him on. Yeah. And then they just kind of like part ways. He's like, and I'm out. See you. Did he like, know that guy. detective, by the way? <laughs> but no, I mean, I don't also, Wait, he really felt him? like he was like, yeah, Bagley or whatever the detective's name was. And I was like, have you two met? You know like, each yeah. other? 
Oh, the two cops, you mean? Yeah. No, Christopher Lambert and the cop who was yeah. yelling at him. I wrote that down. I'm like, do they know each other? Isn't that antique the stealer court? again? Can't, can't, <laughs> we go, can't we go a Saturday Ooh. night without this motherfucker getting arrested? <laughs> also, first fight scene in the um, <laughs> in the parking garage uh, with Fazil. Um, that was the slowest Fazil, sword fight. Was Fazil in the circus? What's with all the back handsprings? Oh yeah, yeah that's right. Silence in one part, and he's back handspring, which was definitely not him. And oh, well, no. I know. And literally, uh, Mrs. Fizzle was laughing out loud. We were both laughing out loud. It was like a comical, non-comical part. That was, oh yeah. What's he doing? And he was like the well, fattest, oldest guy. I think this movie like, knew exactly how funny it was. Oh yeah, it knows. yeah absolutely. You but it like, just funny. Fun it fact just, about the Queen soundtrack is yeah. they, uh, they originally only asked Queen to do one song for this movie. And then they started watching clips of it as they were trying to write the song. And they're like, no, fuck it. We're doing four songs for this movie. This yeah, they just awesome. kept going. Yeah, they got, into a, they got into a frenzy of creativity watching Brian the Islanders, May, which, like, which wrote, I get. Do you want to live forever while in the back of a taxi cab after watching the scenes that they gave him? He was so inspired, apparently. By the way, that opening <laughs> song... Mike reminded me of okay, and he was like, "Dude, you got to go back and listen to the the Highlander theme song again." The I am immortal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, so oh. I went back. I played it for you know something that I was teaching dance wise, and the reaction to it to a bunch of people that didn't know the song was amazing. They were like, "This is awesome. What is yeah. this?" Every That's Queen awesome. song is awesome in this movie. Like yeah. Queen, Queen can do no wrong. It like. Like you already have an awesome premise for a movie, which I think that the director is so weird. Like this kind of it's movie great. could could never have been made now, because no. because what it's like. What's interesting is like, didn't this remind you of like a Marvel movie now? Like the way the plot is, the way the characters are. Like uh, it's like Connor McCloud's like trauma that like drives him to do what he does mm-hmm. it's like shrouded in mystery there's like regular humans interacting it's like it's like basically a blueprint for like a marvel it's like movie a good now. marvel movie like a russo exactly. brothers marvel movie because the, mm-hmm. the russo brothers have definitely seen highlander a hundred times there's no oh, way yeah. that they i can haven't. see all the roots of this movie you know to now but this movie in particular, I'm going to already tell you, I thought it was two different movies. It was like... It, it's three different movies, oh, I would but go it, so far as to say. It was like <laughs> the tone, though, didn't stay in either part. So when we get to the New York stuff, I was like, oh, I kind of love and really dig all this seriousness. All the almost Terminator-like shots, by the way. Yeah. I felt there was a very like Terminator vibe to a lot of the stuff that... What's his name? Clancy Brown, who plays the Kurgan. You know that guy's amazing. Oh, the he first is the Terminator. best. Yeah, I have fantastic work. I cannot say really enough good. about that guy. <laughs> What's his name? Clancy Brown. Because Clancy like, Brown. He is well, he's brilliant he's in, in this movie. Uh, Shawshank. He was in. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. What else? Carnival some other stuff, on HBO. Is he in the Green Mile? A huge no, human but being. Shawshank a... and the Green Mile came out around the same time, which is why you get the two like prison movies. I think maybe Green Mile might have come out like a year later after Shawshank. It was the same director, so, so it must yeah. have been a, a couple of years later. Was that's it the same the, director. Well, the Green yeah. Mile is Frank the, Green Mi- the Green Mile is the good one. That's the one where Sam, or what's his name, eats the shit. 
What's that the actor? Green Sam Rockwell. I, I never saw the Green Mile. Sam Rockwell. Saw the Green Mile. It's, the one with Duncan Clark. it's a great movie. It's it's much better. I that, saw Shawshank. Sha- it's like the same movie. Shawshank doesn't. No, 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 no. Green Mile is a much better movie than Shawshank Redemption. The best really? Frank Darabont yeah. Stephen King adaptation is The Mist, and I won't be convinced otherwise. Oh, The Mist is awesome. I, mist I'm, so I'm on board with that. Yeah. I'm all about with that. I like The Mist. Yeah, I always yeah. yeah. love that one. Four thumbs up. So all right, but let me get back to now. this real quick. But back <laughs> Highlander. to Highlander. <laughs> Where is the, the the tone bothered me when the action quibs would go on in like ancient Scottish times, but then they would be the same in New York times when everything's serious and the gatherings happening, but we only see like three fights. And for me, I've always liked that sort of Mortal Kombat. I don't remember Mortal Kombat being that good, to be honest. But it is. I like a blood oh, sport. I like Dave, a, I yeah. like a this. I wanted to see more of The Gathering. I think there's a whole other movie that's, in that. That's a perfect person. segue for one of the more amazing fun facts that I read about this movie. Wow. Is that both, yes. both uh, Christopher Lambert and Clancy Brown both starred in the um, Mortal Kombat movies. They, 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 oh, wait, together. Clancy Brown. Christopher Lambert Christopher was Raiden. Lambert. Yes, right. Well, Clancy Brown technically did voice work, so he was not actually in the movie. Was he like the four-armed guy or whatever? Yes, actually. Whoa! No way. Yep. Awesome. We should watch Mortal Kombat. We should put that on our list. That movie's... That's definitely on the list. Um, directed by Paul W. Anderson, who is a sneaky, really good director. Not he... Paul Thomas Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> not P.T. Anderson. Wait, it was Paul also Thomas a brilliant Anderson director. did not direct Mortal Kombat? Is no, that what you're telling but me right P.W. Now? Anderson did. And you know what other movies he did that I know you guys love? He also directed Soldier with Kurt Russell, which is awesome. Oh. And he directed Event Horizon, which is secretly one of the Good. scariest movies ever made. Movie. It is. Yeah. I saw that again recently, too. That movie uh, is... I, I don't know if it's good, but it definitely scared me, which made me think which made me think like it it might hold up. So, the, so the only I just want to say as part issue. of this evening, wait, before we go on right. further, I want to put in that I have an idea for a sequel. And yes. I think we I think we need to do it. And if our fans want to fund it, we could probably make it for like a thousand bucks total. <laughs> and I think most we of that money would go into a guy who can do flips that we can add for like <laughs> stunts. And here's my here's my elevator pitch. Ready? It's No Country for Old Men meets Highlander. Mm-hmm. And it ends, it picks up right where Chris, at the end where Christopher Lambert thinks he's won, but he hasn't. And there's actually two people left. One of them is the dude who kills Christopher Lambert. The other one is a kid who has been living for hundreds of years in, like, as an immortal, but doesn't know the rules of the game and has to learn how to defend himself against this guy who's left. Boom, movie. I like he this. He's the new immortal then, right? He can't be living for hundreds of years and have no idea and still be a kid. Why like not? that's another Why, thing. We don't what know the rules. rules. There's no. What rules? are the rules? Like, <laughs> a, like an ancient street urchin. There are he rules. No, and he just survives forever. Yeah, and he's, he's been like yeah. maybe he's had like a really morally questionable life, and he's take like he's a horny teenager, and he's taking advantage of his immortality yeah. to like. It's not gonna fly. Yeah, I guess they kind of do that kind of stuff in vampire uh, movies. Yeah, but the rule is in a vampire movie, you stay the same age you were when you get turned. Right. Yeah. So, so what is can, it? When, right, we can work out the details. We don't want to give die, away a secret. But wait, what is it? Not a secret. No, no, no. Wait. This is <laughs> my, this my, is my pitch. This is a legit. No, this is a legit question. When does somebody become a Highlander? Do it's they just when they first die? When you're born in Scotland, right? Because they're, they're just called immortals. He's the Highlander because he's from Scotland. But when he wait when you first when die, you're an immortal. Yes. But they don't say that in the movie, right? 
they don't i mean i just that's that's my they imply my that this is a, a, a not just an earth thing though i felt like they implied that How this is like something that? that what i don't have my How notebook i gotta be honest just, besides the terrible sequel like we're disregarding <laughs> yeah, right. the sequel altogether no i'm making <laughs> not a sequel. Even gonna mention it but besides yeah. that that thing that shall not be named, how do you know that they it's possible that they're not from this planet? I, I, I thought they talked about like gathering across the universe or something like that, or like that. I don't know. None uh, of this yeah, movie okay, makes sense. And it, as Mike said, question, you can, yeah, what did Mike I got, said? I learned, what, well, why I learned. Holy ground? Why is holy ground a thing? Right? Why holy ground? What does that matter? Like, first of all, they're from another planet. We're not talking about that, but whatever. But, but no, Sean like, Connery kind of explains that. That's why it or, takes or, place or, in Salt Lake City. No, no. Maybe Christopher Lambert. What, so one of those guys, the the Scottish guy who's not Scottish, or the Scottish guy wait, who is, who is a Spanish Egyptian. Oh, the Scottish guy who is Scottish, <laughs> or not, whatever. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But I, yeah, I'm just totally know like, the, <laughs> there's... Um, a part where one of them says like holy ground and then he says something like I don't know we just agreed on that yeah I mean oh, like it's just like a thing in my Sean sequel Connery. it's important hold on Dave it's important that we don't explore things too much in my sequel I just want that to be said <laughs> I just want to be this movie made alone. me think that it was like this movie made me think it was like the best movie you could ever make with your best friends hanging out and you're just like we have a sword fight and then we're gonna run up some cliffs and we're gonna get some girls with big boobs that we know to come be in it. And we have some shitty cop costumes. So let's just make a movie. And like, Done. that's what I got out of it. In Done. the basement right. that I'm ate everyone was born. Right. <laughs> I, I, have a, I have a question about like, just being a Highlander. This always bothered me, right? So he's not a big deal. They're about immortal. Highlanders no, no, no. are Scottish people. Yeah, yeah, Actually, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. the only one they call Highlander, the by the All way. Right. Right? Yeah, so he, 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 so he is the Highlander. He's the Highlander. He is the Highlander. In common yeah. vernacular, they're all Highlanders though, I yes. get it. We're all we're all yeah. Highlanders, really. <laughs> yeah. No, we're not. That's the point of what I, I we're saying. <laughs> like when, when, what's your, where'd you get that accent from anyway, Dave? I've been wondering <laughs> that about you for 40 years now. Kind so, of uh, you know, the swords, right? Here and there. The swords are cool. <laughs> Everybody's got their like their whole awesome like story behind all their crazy swords that they use. Right. Why don't you Important. keep the swords? Why do you keep the swords? Yeah, all right. Look, it, it bothered me in the first scene of the movie where he gets into with the fight with back flippy guy. And then mm. he like stashes his sword, which is stupid, stupid number one. And then he doesn't yeah, take he, the other sword, which is stupid, stupid number two. He figures nobody's going to look up, which is a good thing. Humans are not trained to look up for danger. So but therefore they, hiding like, oh, the sword, sword up like, high. 17th century France. This is the most rare sword I've ever seen in my life. And it's he didn't know that a hot sword expert was going to find it and he was going to fall in love with her. He had no idea that was going to like the sword. No, but but <laughs> all right. Swords. You're like, or and second sword question. I have another. <laughs> Yeah. question the Kargan kurgan sword is a is a snap together like a like an assemble out of a briefcase sword <laughs> that seems like a really yeah. bad idea for sword um crafting like it's going to be a multi-piece sword I'm just you forget what flying in together. the 80s was like you could just bring anything on a plane as long as there's carry-on yeah so well that's how he you get is it. from the steps okay so he's supposedly they're an ancient he's race mongolian of no, that's what they said. They said, who's the Kurgan? And then right. Connery's like, um, oh, yeah, an ancient, ancient group of steppes tribes. I mean, the steppes are big. So you have people who look Russian. You have people who look Mongolian, of course. And yeah, it goes Mongolian. from like Turkey to China. Awesome, right. awesome Google Earth rabbit hole if you want yeah. to go down So it. once again, 
where's that movie or where is anything about that? Because there's this ancient race of people that have been the best warriors ever. How many immortals did they have? Did they kill each other? Jot that shit down, Dave. Yeah, yeah, Dave, jot that let's shit make down. a Kurgan Because movie. we're going to, once, once my movie, which is going to be called There Can Be Only One, Right, or we can work is on that. that. All right, is that I don't know if you guys like that. No, my movie know. is some way that we can. Yeah, we'll call up someone in like in like China or India where they bootleg shit and be like, "How can we name a movie Highlander without calling it Highlander?" And they'll give us a name like Atlantic Rim or yeah, <laughs> Atlantic <laughs> Rim. Like we'll do uh, Transmorphers. Yeah. We'll get one of those things going, and then Kill after dudes. this movie becomes a hit, Dave, we're gonna need your ideas to really expand this universe <laughs> that will still never be called Highlander, but will still. Be Highlander. I won't do all my <laughs> titles just yet, but I'm going to tell you what I'm going to title my movie. It's called Keep Going, I'm Quickening. <laughs> quickening. <laughs> quickening. You know what's funny? It's like quickening Electric makes orgasm. Make, quickening makes me think of like shortening or like lard. So when he would say <laughs> quickening, it made me think he was like making some biscuits or something. He was spiritually making biscuits as he absorbed the power of other immortals. You know how like, Sean Connery's character had a backstory where he went to Japan and got that like samurai sword. So now Dave is writing a backstory for one of our characters for, for one of our characters where he moves to New Orleans and learns how to make biscuits or Atlanta or something like that. <laughs> Emerald. <laughs> Emerald is a is a is an immortal. <laughs> like men in black when yeah. they tell you all the celebrities like are aliens. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, bam, the quickening. <laughs> He's putting some quickening here, and it's delicious. I'm going to tell you, though, for this movie, if they had yeah. just, like, stuck to a certain tone in each time period, because there are parts of this movie that I fucking love. Like, don't get me wrong. But, like, there were places where the comedy was just, like, it didn't need to be there, and I love action quibs. I love all that. But then the French scene, or the, no, he's in Boston, and he gets into a duel, Oh, that, that scene's scene. amazing. It's That's hilarious. Great. That, that whole great. scene is fucking Wait, with amazing. his friend? No, with is the... that when his friend shows up? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, remember the last time we got drunk? Oh, yeah, it was in Boston. Oh, yeah. They could have done a whole movie yeah. about those two, just reminiscing. Like, there's so many, so much material here. Well, they did in the sense yeah. that they made how many episodes, how many seasons was the show? Like five or six seasons at least. Who was the star in the show? And was it Connor? Was it supposed to be Connor? No, it's, well, yeah, no, it is Connor McLeod, but it's played, he's played by that guy, Adrian such and such or whatever. Who shows up in the third Highlander movie to try to Mario bring Van, those universes. Melvin Van Peebles, Mario no, Van No, that's the second one. The quickening. Mario, Mario no, 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 no. That Mel no, Vario Van Peoples is a third. This director directed the sequel. The sequel Wait, has an amazing scene movie. where they get Mario shot by like a million bullets. One? Yeah, um, I definitely rented the third one from Tower Records <laughs> or Tower Video in the '90s a lot. I watched the Mario Melvin Van, Mario Van Peebles one a lot. Uh, I, I don't think Adrian I remember. I think my Highlander love had been in like. Uh, you know, it was like hiding. It was it was hi hibernating for decades, mm -hmm. and this really brought it back out of me. I love Highlander. I, look, so I'll, I'll say this. I, I agree. Um, <laughs> I have been. It's not good. It's great. I've been to the <laughs> Isle of Skye where they shot the training montage on the cliffside, and I did that hike. And there, there is a fairly steady uh, like flow of Americans and early twenty somethings backpacking up that mountain range that are all like Highlander, right? Right? That's it. <laughs> like this is so cool. It's Wait, fucking uh, Highlander. And you're just that wasn't went, the same yeah. that wasn't the same trip, but Sol and I went to uh Scotland in high school 
uh, on a school no, trip. No, I went back we definitely... because of that trip, Jay right. Bowen, originally. Oh. I, that trip was so awesome. Then I went did my study abroad there, and it was... We definitely bought plastic tourist awesome. swords and ran around like some country town in Scotland <laughs> pretending to be Highlanders and like having sword fights. I definitely <laughs> asked when I did my Scotland, England trip in high school, the same thing. I was like, we had a Scottish uh, tour guide and I was like, man, can we go to the Highlands? And he's like, no, they're like way up there. No, we're, yeah. we're going to stick down here. And I was like, oh man. And he's like, it's beautiful Highlander, right? And I'm like, yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> they all know. It's Highlander. If you're and a man. A but we did go to age. see the Braveheart, uh, the Battle of Sterling Bridge place because that yeah, was that was it was all Braveheart stuff when I was there too, and I was like, "Where's Connor McLeod? <laughs> where did he live? Where's that castle?" Where he... So, all right, so there's a, there's a pivotal scene in the movie that I have a question about. Yeah, I, yeah. Want, so I, want, I want you to get Con to this, Connor. To, yeah. So Sean Connery and Connor's absolutely gorgeous wife. I don't know who the actress is, but she's incredibly beautiful. The Scottish uh, one. Yeah, the Scottish one yeah. are um, they're like getting hammered together in the in this like half castle that they live in that only has right. like three walls or something. I don't even know. No, it's and got there's four a walls, but no storm room. raging. And it's like the middle of the night. Where the fuck is Connor? Because your boy from from Mongolia or wherever from the steps comes barging into the castle in the middle, ready to fuck shit up. And like the girl's screaming. There's like an epic sword fight. There's lightning. It's incredible. Where the fuck is Connor? He's Cat delivering suit. a cow. <laughs> Is that, that what it, what it was? I don't know. They were on a farm. <laughs> I just figured. <laughs> that like, I have so to go and check the goats. I was just like, Wait. yeah. So I could so, like almost <laughs> accept that answer. <laughs> I was ready to jump right behind that and just fight for Connor. What I <laughs> thought was happening was Sean Connery like sent him out so he could like bang his wife. Oh, well, I don't know. That's what I was like. That's what like I was. You're gonna trust Sean Connery thinking. with your wife and a because he's like she, she does the thing. They're they're sitting at the dinner table and then he does this thing like she's like oh would you like another glass of wine or something and he's like I shouldn't and then he, he and then he's like you know yeah like give me a glass <laughs> and and it looks like it had this vibe of like hey let's party like you want to party yeah let's party. Yeah. Yeah, it's Sean Connery. You, you party yeah. with Sean Connery. It's a fun scene. And they're like, she's yeah. kind of This movie, one thing this movie does really well, and I think it purposely does this well, and maybe it's just uh, something from like the 80s genre movies that I miss now, is that it really adds these like really human details just randomly. Ooh. And yeah. like Dave's saying, it might not be like by design of tone, but there's so, this movie is filled with them with little things like just like Sean Connery and her having a conversation that has nothing to do with yeah. the rest of the movie. And they're just sitting there getting hammered and he's telling some story about like a girl he loved or something and that's it. And I love that this movie had time for that, even if it suffered in the like neatness department. Sean, of, like, Sean Connery yeah. and, oh, you know what I wrote about Sean that Connery whole fight? Oh, and uh, just when, real quick, <laughs> Sean Connery and Christopher Lambert's relationship apparently was so natural in this movie, they apparently got along incredibly well to the point where they were calling each other their character names for the entire movie. And then even after production, when they would see each other doing like publicity tours and stuff. And uh, apparently Sean Connery was a complete asshole otherwise on set. So <laughs> it just goes we, to show you that- He's like, I like you really Lambert. something special. <laughs> I like you. Lambert, you're- you're a hell of a guy. <laughs> I want to yeah. talk real quick about production value, at least in this one scene. Okay, when they have, when Sean Connery has the fight with the Gergen, which is a pickle. Um, 
That's a pickle. Ger- <laughs> gherkin. Gherkin. <laughs> Pickle, right? I like those spicy Kurgan pickles. <laughs> yeah. Um, pickles they're also are... known for their pickles pickle. and killing people. They're from the uh, step, those pickles. Dave, that was an amazing joke. I love <laughs> that. that <was> great. <laughs> so they're fighting, and I have to admit, I, I, I was watching this, the It Goes Wrong show where it's a play they do televised, and everything is meant to go wrong, and the actors just keep going, and it's hilarious. Set pieces fall everywhere. And that whole sequence felt that way because the set looks so cheap. When they like hit and the wall breaks, it oh my god, tell it's full of styrofoam. <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> the thing comes. Did down you care on- at any point though? At no point did any of this break my illusion of the movie. I no, was fine. Oh, no, I was. I was. Mine. I was willing to accept was, anything. Like hand it was puppets, pulling whatever was coming in out. and out all the time, and that's not even a reference to Jack Fizzle. I was like. Dude. <laughs> one of one of my favorite characters was in the scene where the gherkin stabs <laughs> stabs like the Vietnam vet guy. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Not just tough. stabs, runs him through. It's just and he's just him like, how? And then twists it. How? <laughs> like, <laughs> how did he survive? Like, I don't know. He just stabbed I, him right. I had that in my mind. But they too. painted that whole character in like 10 seconds of economic oh, character. And it was so it was good, great. right? Yeah. Because the cop comes in and says something about him, like, oh, he was in the war. But like his sergeant or whatever said that he was like a decent guy or whatever. Yeah. So like, you know so much about him already gone in. And then all yep. of a sudden you get to him, he's like, I saw him. He was right there. Yeah, I'll never forget. He sees that his bit. moment. Yeah. He, he, that's his moment like, to like the shit out of it. or whatever. It's no, like, but I'm going like, to say, yeah, it's taxi like driver in 30 seconds. Stomach. Yeah, so <laughs> J Bone, you are correct in, in a lot of the times that I pick apart from movies where they did do that correctly, I think, in a lot of this, where they at least dropped the line to kind of explain little things like that. And, and look, look how much time it took. It took no time to kind of just no explain time. who he was. The other thing that, did you see? All right, so. The dude goes and fights the gherkin, and um, he loses. He gets his head cut off. He smashes the the uh, marine, and then he, the the pickle, the gherkin, runs for the car and puts the old lady on oh. the hood. Now oh, I yeah. never no, knew he goes, wait, wait. What does he say? He goes, "Mother." Yeah, it's <laughs> so amazing. No, he, he, I he never rips the knew. hood off and right. pulls out the husband. Yeah, right, and then gets in. Which he flipped, probably, I don't want, I'm going to say a 68-year-old man. He probably broke his hip oh, like definitely. when yeah. he flipped him flat up over yeah. onto the side. He also just ran a guy through in the alley yeah. before he but did that. A guy that was for that, but he's got, he's got the quickening. Yeah. <laughs> quickened all it. over him. Or you know what else? Quickening. You know what else the quickening <laughs> The, the quickening made me think of like fucking Nestle Quick, <laughs> like <laughs> like they really missed a chance to do like a tie-in commercial where like somebody's drinking Nestle Quick and then all of a sudden they're just like, oh, uh, that's the universe working. <laughs> that's the universe working correctly for us because Nestle is like a legitimate evil corporation. And oh, if Nestle so was all over, if they were all over this movie, it would be awful. We got six minutes and then we got to switch. So let's real quick. Uh, do you yeah, know what ahead. the woman on the hood was screaming? What was she screaming? And I saw it because we had the subtitles on, right? <laughs> um, Daddy, help me. 
Oh Daddy. yeah, she's like, Daddy, help me, Daddy, Daddy, help! It was Daddy, the weirdest help. thing when I finally realized what she. That was. Whole no way, scene. that's an accident. That's on purpose. This movie's funny. <laughs> oh, anytime they let the gherkin go sh- sh- ape shit, mm-hmm. he just like he like I I don't know if that dialogue was improvised, but it felt that way where they were just like he was like say some shit to that priest like that just is oh. like that just sounds okay, like so, so- fucked up. I think they had to keep Connery in the movie longer because they got Connery. Because to me, the whole movie just should have been Gherkin, McLeod fighting, Gherkin, McLeod fighting. Because I just want the sequel's going to be. It's trim, it's lean and mean. Answers How many jars of pickles points. are in your fucking sequel? The, the church scene, we'll the church scene which I agree with Mike, is the best scene in the movie, totally, for yeah. the dialogue. The only part that was improvised was when he stands up and he's like it's better to burn out than fade away that whole line is improvised <laughs> nice he cares about these helpless mortals of course he cares he died for our sins that shall be his undoing father forgive me i am a worm something to say it's better to burn out than to fade away <laughs> everything else was scripted and that that the whole dialogue is awesome and Clint, that's oh, it's so good. Brown's like, Mwah. like i wish they would let weirdos direct he's... movies like like genre movies more it's it's something i've been i've been saying this forever just like yeah find some weird ass director give him a couple million dollars and be like make a cop movie don't even tell him what to do just be like make a cop movie for me and see what the fuck they come up with and we'd have so many more awesome movies i, have I a agree question. in the 80s mm. apparently punk rock kids or punk rockers are the antithesis of everything that is wrong in every society we've watched and they're vampires yeah the vampires but every movie every movie in the 80s it's just there's something wrong with punk rockers and that's it that's right but then like like uh, your boy pickles is listening to some like hair metal pickles is listening to hair metal and rocking out and when (laughs) he's driving well is that is that queen playing when he's like it is but it's like queen doing like 80s hair metal yeah Uh, yeah that's like in the neck is the oh. is just the most badass thing. It even it still makes me wince thinking about it. Not even just looking about. Wait, it. does anybody have any like Mike? Since you know music and hardcore pretty well, yeah. and stuff, do you have any information that would explain why in the eighties everything punk rock was like the most like destroyed civilization? Like one one word about the eighties and music: cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were Highlander. Like, so, Highlander, very yeah. likely. Well, no, ever listen to a snare drum for it, like recorded in an 80s band? It's just like, cha, cha. It's like, uh, in a, it's in a giant, tiny cave. I don't know. It's like, it is like the harshest sounding thing. And that is because uh, recording studios, they love to do a lot of cocaine. And that is what cocaine sounds <laughs> in my, like. In my notes, actually, not, not even knowing about, well, I mean, I knew about the 80s and cocaine, yeah. thing, but. Uh, in my notes, it's just I have it written down. I, I would have liked to have lived in '80s New York, according to the movies. <laughs> they got. I just. I mean, it's. It looks pretty freaking awesome. That's all. 
Dude, Queen is so good. Like, you can just let them do anything and they just nail it. Oh, God. The songs in this movie are over the top. Like, each one is just like a hit, amazing song in its own right. It's just <laughs> like so many hits. Um, oh, God. Right. So, where do you rank? Are we recording right now, by the way? Yeah, we're recording. We're rolling. Okay. Let's go. Yeah. Just making sure. Where do we rank the training montage in this movie in, in the pantheon <laughs> of training montages? Is I don't think it was as pinnacle? good as Krolls. I don't think it's as good as Krolls. Really? I like, I like Krolls Interesting. more. Interesting. Yeah. I, mean, I right, agree. I, can we all agree that the Rocky training montage from Rocky Four is number one? Is that right? when he's dragging like like limber like lumber across the snow or whatever? Yes. Like, yes. Yeah. And then it, it flashes oh, yeah. to Dolph Lundgren like working with machines where it's like yeah, a thousand, a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> he's like super strong, and it goes to Rocky like running barefoot through the snow. I wish I wish you had told us you were going to ask this question ahead of time. So I feel really it just came to me. I feel like if we're doing this off the the top of our heads, I feel like every sports movie kind of has to have that from the '80s. Like what was that surfing one um, where he moves to Hawaii and he North Shore? North Shore. Kid training montage, the best training. Freddie kids are really good. When he's the whole up on movie like a, is a training montage. When he's up on the pier, doing like the crane kick, that's pretty iconic. Um, I'm trying to think. I, I know I keep thinking just of Team America World Police when they had a whole but, song about how it was going to yeah. be a montage. Gonna do like, montage. Any, any <laughs> get stuff our, done real quick. Yeah, like anybody from our generation, if you show them the picture of Christopher Lambert and Sean Connery running together on the beach in kilts, like, yeah, I know. joyfully know running. Movie. I'd like to say that's the most joyful joyfully. beach running scene I've ever seen. Side note on Team America World Police, just because you ever have one of those moments when like a joke hits you and you don't even know why and you're the only person. <laughs> so like, <laughs> I saw that movie in the theater and, you know, there was like five other people or whatever. And the part when they did like the parody of Rent and it's like AIDS, 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 AIDS. And it's like, it's awful. It's hilarious, but it's <laughs> awful. And at the end, the line that got me though is at the end, they end it and he says, we've got some quilting to do. And for whatever reason, <laughs> that was like, I was like beside myself for like 10 minutes in the theater and no one else was laughing. And it's just like one of those moments. Anyway, side note, sometimes stuff- Until you get out of the you know. theater and get into a limo and have to give someone a blow job. Come on, yeah, Gary, don't you remember that? <laughs> he's like, are you one of those producers who's gonna get me into your limo so I have to give you a blow job? And he's like, no, Gary, I'm not. <laughs> oh, I, th- I thought I thought it was the first sentence from Team Jack America. Yeah, <laughs> I, thought you were just, I thought you just slipped fully into Jack Fizzle at that point. Jack Fizzle. <laughs> we were about to have like a therapy session. Jack Fizzle, welcome that. I mean, it was part of the job, man. This but, is my wheelhouse. I gotta, <laughs> that, was, that was the job. <laughs> I got to say the training montage is pretty um, hilarious when they're fighting on the mountain. And it's like clearly <laughs> like a fat man in a red suit and like uh, <laughs> yeah. oh, Santa. Yeah, like some weird other guy. And they're barely sword fighting. Like, cause because it's like they're like, holy shit, I don't want to fall off this mountain. They're just kind of like being like ding ding. Right. Ding. That's the thing. We could make yeah. this movie. We send yeah. one unit out with like Wait. with like two dudes in the right <laughs> costumes to like go to the woods and, and like terrible sword fight around the woods. And then the other unit and can they, shoot like the, the cop guy- scenes. <laughs> he knocks the sword <laughs> off the mountain. Just sorry, not to go back to the sword fighting on the mountain. He like knocks the he knocks the Spanish people. God, what is his name? What what is Sean Connery's character's name? Sean Connery. It doesn't matter. Just the Spaniard. <laughs> He's literally just called I can't the Spaniard. It just failed me. Yeah, the anyway, Spaniard. He, but he's Egyptian. It's probably Juan. Egyptian Spaniard. 
Juan Santiago. McLeod knocks his sword off the mountain and he turns up and I'm like, dude, you just knocked my sword off the mountain. (laughs) And then Connery falls for that move. Connery loses his sword against uh, the pickle, the Kraken. He does. All right, I have to wonder, guys, after watching so much (laughs) shit from the 80s and then as we got older, seeing, and I've mentioned this in, in many of our podcasts, actually, and then seeing like, you know, old Kung Fu and Jackie Chan and all this sort of stuff that comes out. I don't know if it ruined this sort of action for me. You know what I mean? Because finally, when it started looking faster and better and cooler, I'm like, now I go back to it. And it's some, sometimes, sometimes it's really great. Big Trouble, Little China, done. Love all of it. But I mean, that's the sword fighting in this. I was kind of like, hmm, hmm. They really look like they're trying hard. It's Steven Seagal level action scenes. But I do remember as a kid. I mean, it's a little better than this because he could actually do it. A little bit better. (laughs) Not. I mean, all right. So not only do I have fun, not as a person, as in as someone. I know. I know what you mean. The action. Yeah, these action scenes are terrible. I'm with you. But I remember Seagal. No, they're not. Shut your mouth. No, no. He breaks your arm and slaps you in the face and then gives you a meatball. That's what he does. (laughs) That's who Steven Seagal is. No matter how old you are. No matter how old you are. What are you seven? <laughs> He's really fat now. Oh yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, and his but hair plugs are. Oh, I will say when I was a kid and I saw this movie, I definitely after this movie I was like, the sword fighting was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, I don't know. Really? Star Wars, okay, and that yeah. came out in what seventy eight. Yeah, if you, if you, I mean, I just watched A New Hope like last weekend. We had a big moment with, with my four-year-old, which was exciting when she went to watch it. But like Obi-Wan and Darth Vader's sword fight is like three, three swipes and a, and a robe drop. And that's like yeah. the whole fight. <laughs> but it's thrilling because of the context and because of Lucas. Are you excited hey, for what the you robe want? drop? I'm always excited for the robe drop. And then I had to explain like that. It's a Jedi like, kill. Oh, wait, yeah, like, you guys, <laughs> you guys didn't think the last sword fight with the Gherkin was you didn't think that that was cool? It's cool. No. It's not thrilling. No, it was I would say, it was I agree terrible. that it's not thrilling. I think it's cool because it fits the movie beautifully. And it's like, you would never want a yeah. good sword fight in Highlander. I don't want a good sword fight in Highlander. I just want like, like music videos. But I mean, there's like interesting things happening. Like the, the water tank. Yeah, spills. It's like yeah, very like silent movie. Like the so water you know tank the... spills, and she's hanging from the sign, uh-huh. and then they're like yeah. looking for each other underwater. But then when he gets like the quickening. Uh, it's like he does it in front of all of the windows ever. Yeah, and they, they just explode. like, yeah, I was like, this is cool, right? Like In a normal movie, all of the rules that this movie breaks would be the downfall of this movie. Like right. Dave, should, Dave should have been breaking down how this movie is terrible and everything it did wrong. Except if you say that stuff about Highlander, Highlander doesn't give a shit. It just chops your head off and fucking rocks to Queen. Yeah, and just yeah. does it again. <laughs> I thought you That's said it chops great. your head off and fucks your neck or something. It, it, sure, it might do that too. Highlander fight. does what it wants. Yeah, with the Kurgan, it's the first time they like hit the the stones, like the thousand pound stones of the castle with the sword, they explode. The first time, you're like, that's ridiculous. Stop it! And then the fifth (laughs) time it happens before the castle comes crashing down. You're just like, like, that's awesome. Yeah, right. (laughs) I would, I would would put meatloaf in this movie. That's maybe the one thing I would add. Somehow get meatloaf in here of the thickening. Okay. Did Jack. does that make their um, swords special in some powerful way to cause sparks every time they use them? So the sparks was actually due to car battery wires. 
being wired to the swords from the special <laughs> effects crew. So they're actually holding a that. charge from a freaking car battery. If you I'm sure that's so dangerous. I'm sure that's safe. They're both we do that. wearing gloves. Who's got the best heart? Probably Dave. So Dave's got <laughs> to be both wearing gloves. <laughs> and this is because they have a wire from a car battery attached to their swords to create the arc and the spark. I'm telling you, this is the best movie a bunch of... This is the best movie a bunch of best friends ever made. Oh my God. And we're I the four love, best friends. I love that Clancy Brown and Christopher Lambert are like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Yeah, Let's whatever. do it. Oh, wait. <laughs> Christopher Lambert's outfits are atrocious. They were probably like, I have a theory. I have oh, a theory. You can even talk it about is... the love scene and the scene that leads up to it, which you also need to. Oh, that love scene that was perfectly silhouetted again by giant windows. But also, what is what is what is Connor Solo? Tell everybody what Connor McLeod is doing in the lead up to the love scene. <laughs> <laughs> what Tell you, us. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? What is he doing? What, what is he doing? Well, he brings her back to his apartment, and then he's yeah. sitting on the couch. Shows and he's off doing his something. swords. He's polishing his sword on the couch. <laughs> so when she walks into the room, he has his sword like in his lap, and he's just. I really. This is the only time I wish they could see the camera. It's just like. Solo right now is just rubbing his hand up and down like a. He's making a it motion. Is, it is the most ridiculous, egregious sword polishing you'll ever see. <laughs> it's yes. a long sex scene. They don't make sex scenes like that anymore. It's no. like uncomfortably long. I'm pretty watch. sure he bites her nipple in silhouette. In silhouette, <laughs> so yes. it's not like X-rating. Wait, once again, story-wise, like yeah, them falling in love, it, it just makes no. She's got red sense. hair, dude. That, is that it? Is Yo, that it? Know, green eyes was enough for Big Trouble in Little China. His his suddenly second Scottish woman, because the first one, that bitch just turned, turned on, on him. him. She She's was like, ride or die. You devil. are the devil. And yeah, then she yeah. really turns Fuck on her. him. When they're throwing him out of the village, she's like, no, fucking burn him, burn him. him yeah, I was uh, like, his, but her his brother, his, Lord Mormon. His second wife. <laughs> Wait, what? Yes, really? His yeah. second wife. Yeah. What? Huh? Lord that, Mormon. Was like uh, was one of his brothers or the, the dad? The dad, dad Mormon really? was his brother Angus that turns oh, on yeah. him as well. The guy from the oh. from the Night's Watch. Yes, right. Yep. Anyway, Commander, sorry, Dave sorry, just blew a huge line. If you heard that, yeah. sniff, did you just feel just it? Dave. We're talking about the eighties. <laughs> anyway, oh yeah, I remember <laughs> you, you, you guys know it would be awesome. Girls, you guys know it would be awesome. Girls. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, so that is second wife, the second I, wife. Wait, let me did finish. you hold your thought through all that? Are you gonna? That's, that's impressive because I'm drinking coffee right now. So, uh, the second, yeah. wife, uh, she it makes more sense. They have more time and the love, and also the really strange sexual harassment that that Christopher Lambert has with her like constantly. Every time he comes up to her, he's like, I'm gonna grab your titties. Oh, you, I love you. He does grab her ass like in the middle of the marketplace. And in the middle of winter and in the middle of whatever she's doing on the farm. In the middle of whenever he's, well, yeah, there's a scene where she's aging and she gets, she's doing something outside and he like comes out of the hut and he walks up and she like, smiles at him and he's like wait Hurra. that's his wife <laughs> that's it's his always wife. like ass grabby but you know times you. in the movie it's like i get it you fuck i get Dave, it you're gonna be married Not soon me. and you're gonna be expected to do some grab ass in the kitchen yeah that's what you do 
Do I do it like that? Am I practicing yes. right? I'm, I'm going to try to maintain maybe. Once maybe you're married, you can do it like that, and your wife will think it's funny. <laughs> if you do it, that's the key. If you do it before you're married to strangers, not funny. I've done it to strangers. It works out. I do the credit. Think of Jack Fizzle's line of work. I do the. I do the credit card. Indeed. Yeah. You swipe it like a credit. Yeah. Wait, what's, what's the what's the WAP lyric? Swipe your swipe nose like, like a credit, credit card. card. Oh yeah. <laughs> That song anyway, is also amazing. The point being is that the second wife makes more sense than this woman, the independent woman in the future, who's like, or in the present, actually. No, what? Like suddenly she's like, I love you, but I want to know where that sword came How from. How do I drop Dave? I'm gonna, I no way. I don't like Dave's negative attitude. No way. Right now. I'm gonna hard I, I'm gonna hard disagree and I'm gonna tell you why. Because he knew who she was, who that cop was, right? She was a uh, ancient sword specialist. Yeah, she loved <laughs> polished swords. Yeah, she did. And, and she he was really feeling it. Sword. He was, it was feeling it. He I had her book. Up. He I had her like book. I feel like Connor hasn't had a girlfriend. Polishing his sword, the first thing she says yeah. is she's walking out of the room is like, are those claymores real? <laughs> she, there, Connor, like, I feel oh, like yeah. I, in, my, in my imaginary canon, Connor has been celibate for like 300 years. And now he meets this woman. He's like, well, shit, I got to bang her. She's the swords. <laughs> but so you, you got to play the part where he introduces himself to her for the first time. And he's like, I'm Connor McLeod and I climb McLeod. I'm Connor McLeod of the clan McLeod. I was born in 1518 in the village of Glenfinnan on the shores of Loch Shiel. Lambert's laugh, by the way. I hate his fucking Wait, laugh. Wait. <laughs> did, did you guys catch the um the cross the cross dissolve to the Mona Lisa graffiti from his eyes? Yes. Was, I like never noticed that before. And I was like, that's incredible. And I love that they stuck that in this movie. Because and also he kind of totally looks like the Mona Lisa. And I never thought of it. Oh. He's got that same like twinkle of like squinty eyes where he's like, you're like, so this dude could be up to anything. I don't even know what he's thinking right now. Is that so how crazy. you think about the Mona Lisa? I don't know. Yeah, like that is what I think about like the Mona Lisa. Lambert, she's got some yeah. sass to her. You're like, it's like Mona Lisa. Oh, hey, she's we're... timeless. She's yeah. immortal. She's awesome with the sword. She <laughs> is the Mona Lisa. <laughs> She's just ahead. All right, wait a minute. Can we so, talk about so who's the World hotter, War II Jason flashback? Patrick in Lost Boys or Christopher Lambert in a trench coat? Christopher Jason Lambert Patrick. Oh, <laughs> Jason Patrick all the way. Smoldering. On, uh, the smolder though. Yeah, uh, Jason. I might have to go with Jason Patrick. It's a tough one though. He's the, I would have said Jason Patrick was running away with. Neck. With and the mullet, come dudes. on. Yeah, no, but, but Christopher Lambert gives him a run in this movie. Yeah, he's like a close second. Yeah. <laughs> All right, can we talk about the World War II flashback with his secretary? Yes. Which Thank comes you. like three quarters of the way into the movie, too. <laughs> I, I thought that was awesome. awesome. I loved it. I thought it was so cool. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was no dude. If I, you I ever got... need to, like for both of your movies that you're gonna make yeah. for the sequels. If you Dave can do all the other a little sequels, bit of life into the I movie, like... <laughs> just shoot some Nazis. You yeah, it. it was amazing. <laughs> I liked how World War II to him looked like a white snake video, or like a, <laughs> or it looked like you know that video by Damn Yankees where they're in front of the house getting shot can at. You take me high. Yeah, Pat and Oswald. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, yeah, but it reminded me of that. I don't know. Uh, 
he, this director directed a lot of videos, so maybe he also directed I, that damn Yankees video. I don't know where they got off on saying music videos weren't good directors. Because if I if you, exhibit A is is fucking Highlander, right behind, right, right yeah. in front of uh, Zodiac by David Fincher on the Mario, masterpiece scale. Mario Van Peoples also a video director, also yeah. a Highlander director. <laughs> I'm about to go watch some Highlander sequels this weekend. I don't know about you guys. I, well, wait here. The whole Please thing about that really scene, they, right. they, 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 they bring up the secretary, then they cut to World War II and they actually have this sort of scene. Tone is good. You feel like he's saving her. We're getting it. He gets the machine gun or he gets shot first. Oh my God. You know, fights the Nazi, gets the machine gun. Mm -hmm. And the Nazi like starts to say something to him. And he's like, well, I don't know. You're the master race. Ga, 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 ga. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Why do you even need to say that? Like, because it's an 80s movie had worked. a machine gun. Yeah. Because well, then... catchphrase. <laughs> I thought about you what Nazis, you said. You need a catchphrase. Yeah. I, I thought about what you said about. Um, so we were talking about Seagal, and we know that episode is gone, which is totally appropriate. But you were saying that Seagal didn't have the same charm as Stallone or uh, Schwarzenegger with especially the action delivery lines. And I think it's important for the 80s action genre, even Kurt Russell too, like the charm has to be there. Christopher Lambert, no, except for the dueling scene. Get out. How do I hilarious. get Dave out of here? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking invited me here. You fucking invited me here to this bitch. No, I think, uh, I think Christopher Lambert probably as an actor outside of Highlander absolutely like, is not charming. It's probably just like a wooden block. But for whatever reason, as Connor McCloud, it really it was pretty good him. as Raiden in Mortal Kombat. That's true. Oh, man. I don't know what else and, he's been in besides that. But no, his first movie, <laughs> his first movie is Greystoke when he oh, definitely yeah. oh, right. He definitely couldn't speak English and he didn't have to. Directed by Richard Attenborough, right? It's a Tarzan movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a very good Tarzan movie. It is. Yeah. yeah. Because but I don't know. Actually, I haven't it. seen it in yeah. a while. So I'm sure it's, it's like dripping with imperialism and racism. But they definitely did a porn. I remember it. it being good. <laughs> just most Tarzan movies. I just remember him in that movie. <laughs> most of it was him talking to the apes, and he's just like, ah, 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 ah. Ooh, oh. like, you guys have not seen Tarzan before, or yeah. not, aren't familiar with the storyline. And so, yeah, it's it's. I don't know. I feel like it might hold up. Because of uh, it was Richard Attenborough. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it might hold up. It was like, like it, it was a, it was a handsome production, as I used to say. I, Are you sure it wasn't David with Attenborough? A, with like a fancy, handsome British I accent. I will believe yes. most things you say, and I'll and I'll like revere them, and it will automatically be. I don't I don't care. Scottish accents, even. Oh wait, so. this reminds me. There's a part where where I pay Sean Connery, by the way. Where, yeah, I, I know. That. That's why, yeah. That's why we did this movie. There's a everybody. there's a part where Sean Connery is explaining like why he like I forget what he asked him. He's like, well, why are we this way? And he's just like, what does he say? He says, uh, he says like, why does the sun come up? Well, are the stars just pinholes or the curtain of night? And he just like goes on like that for a while. He's like, why are fish fish? Why must we all? It really made me It really made me want to see. I wanted to see Sean Connery know. play Merlin. I was like, how did that never mm -hmm. happen? How did he never yeah. get to be Merlin in like King a Arthur. fun, like man who would be king movie or something? Uh, he also does one of the greatest finger points in movie history in this movie. And they give oh. him like, a, he just gives like a beautiful, like, bam, finger point. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> All right, uh, I have there, something for you. How much do you think the budget for this movie was? Ooh. I think whatever the budget was it must have been a lot for that handwriting analyzer 
<laughs> they got every penny out of their ten million dollars. Those claymores are not cheap. No, the, the budget ones. mostly went for car batteries. Um, <laughs> How much? What's I'm the budget? Guess. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna what guess. Budget? It's gonna be a sixty-five ten. million dollar movie. Ten million dollars. Uh, sixty million. Yeah, sixty no, million. Sixty in nineteen eighty-three or whatever was would be like three hundred million. Thirty million of that is cocaine. <laughs> Off Six. the top. It was 16 million. 16. I win. How much, I win. I'm how under. much do you think the movie made? I don't know. I, 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 don't think it, I don't think it was a hit, though. 70. It, I, I Just go. It, I'm going to say like 50. seven, seven million. Seven. No, this seven. was a hit. What, go ahead, Solo. 50, five, zero. It made, it made money. It made 13 million. Oh. <laughs> but I bet you, yeah, but that doesn't include Damn. like. VHS rentals and like like cable movies because I saw this movie a hundred million times. I tried to look kid. all that up. I yeah. don't know what the world. I, I value my attention at a million dollars yeah. a thirty minute segment. So I mean that's at least. So so you're <laughs> saying if we make Highlander too? I mean if we make a movie that is a unofficial sequel to Highlander, uh, if we make it for under a million, we're gonna make fifteen million dollars. That's what you're telling me right now. If we copy the original movie, we can make this movie for sixty bucks. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. We can make this movie like we could each shoot different parts of it in our different areas where we live, and then just like stitch it together. We're just all gonna move into your guy's old house in South Philly and start making this movie. Yeah, like, like solo. You're gonna yes. be the woods guy. <laughs> Dave, you're going to be the like, like alleyways of New York scene. (laughs) So wait, I have one more question. I get to be the Gergen. I get to be the pickle. I want to be the Gergen. I have one more question (laughs) (laughs) about something I didn't quite understand about the ending. Is he the last one? Yeah. Is he real? What is going, like what is happening? Not in the unofficial sequel coming soon. Mike. He's one with the universe. He's like Buddha now or something. No, Mike, I'm glad you asked. Star child. I'm glad you asked that question. Like, you, he's like Bootsy Collins. The fucking the the prize. If you mm-hmm. listen to the the voiceover from the great sage Sean Connery, whose character's Gosh. name shall never be mentioned, he explains that the prize is that you feel the feelings of every man in the world, and you know their <laughs> thoughts, and you know their feelings, and you can see. <laughs> It's basically you have an omni-emotional experience with none of the immortality or none of the awesome swordsmanship. It is the worst prize <laughs> ever. It is the stupidest prize ever. Right. And and you're mortal. Congratulations. Solo. I will and say, now, now you're, like, now you're understanding the depth age. of my character. The teenage, the teenage like time wanderer of my sequel will be dealing with that. Without and anybody to guide him, he's going to be a wayward soul lost in immortality, having so, sex throughout the world. Right? So wait, having but what everywhere. did Chris did? All right, did Connor McLeod win? He won. He like he knows okay. the feelings and thoughts of everybody. If he was that like when, how Superman would have to like leave Earth to clear his mind because he could yeah. hear everybody's. He's basically pain Professor X, but can walk. Okay, that's that's like that's his prize, and he dies of old age. Well, also by the third movie with Van Peoples, we figure out like, oh, Van Peoples was buried so deep in the ground that the prize went to Christopher Lambert for a couple years, and then once they unearthed Van Peoples, they were like, oh no, not really. You got to go fight him. Is that really what they do? I I read it on. Well, he's got to wonder why he's still not dying, right? 
Yeah, at a certain point, you know, like I because there's two others left. Hundred years ago, he really believed the words in the Queen song. He Who did. Wants to live so, Dave, give I us your titles. Would, it's time for like some to titles. Forever. All right. Yeah. I, w- I would like to live forever. Is that? Right. Is this a question? Is titles. Da 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 da. Alternative titles. Ba da da. Um. All right. We already heard this one, but I'm gonna say it again. Keep going. I'm quickening. Um, uh McLeod. Uh. <laughs> that was pretty good. How are you gonna explain this to my wife, man? I don't know why. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one, actually. That's the title uh, of the sequel. Garage Blowjobs. I, I don't know, know that. I think that was because... That's Jack Bezos' oh, other movie. No, no, no. It's because the cop <laughs> scene. The cop scene was like, I think you went down to that garage just to get some gay for pay. That's oh, what yeah. I think you did. I think you're suckling the teats of another dude down there. And I'm from Brooklyn, like every yeah. other fucking cop in this fucking I, movie. I know all about juice. I went to get a Stromboli sandwich and oh, he's sucking my dick. It was a tough place, man. Yeah, it was. All right. Um, and just steam vents everywhere. Garage blowjobs. <laughs> saxophone. Uh, of course you're candy. Um, yes. <laughs> Brenda's an alcoholic. Of you are. Yeah. Um, Brenda does get a stitch. The, the dude just like gives her the bottle. He's like, I'll be back. Um, <laughs> the bartender. Yeah, I know. Uh, she was this great, is by the way. Scotland. Brenda was great. <laughs> I don't know where that one. Um, oh, why did I write these ones? I can't remember from the. I wrote, um, I will land this helicopter! Exclamation point. Maybe we can figure was out. Is there a helicopter? I don't know. The old There's... purse trick. Were you watching the Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, Sudden Death, which has a climactic Ooh. helicopter sequence? In it? And Powers I, I, Booth. And Powers. Uh, that the one with the fight in the hockey arena? Yes, yeah. that is the one yeah. with the fight in the hockey arena. And the helicopter comes watch through that. the roof. Spoiler yeah, we already. should watch that. <laughs> I think this was a line from the movie, Heat's bad for the circuits. Uh, uh-huh. This is a good one, time fucking. Um, yeah, time fucking's pretty good. Yeah. I'll see a movie called Time Fuck. Yeah. I'm immortal, but it still hurts. <laughs> Emo title. Yeah. <laughs> Cliche town. Uh-huh. Um, and that, one, that one sucked. Take that one back. Tunnelingus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I think I, I got like, too specific with these other ones because I cannot remember why. I, I think your that. your Dracula one was such a masterpiece. You were probably a little crazy. <laughs> when we start out with Bram Stoker's just anything. <laughs> Bram Stoker. It's Bram Stoker. Werewolf fuck. I'm trying. Werewolf it's hard so to top yourself, man. It's, you know. <laughs> but Jack, so, Jack Fizzle. Do. Jack Fizzle <laughs> can top himself. So, hey. well, Dave. Dave, does this movie suck now? Yes. But maybe... Just maybe you might challenge me. God needs the devil. The Beatles needed the Rolling Stones. Even Diane Sawyer needed Katie Couric. Will you be my Katie Couric? Wow. I feel like I'm in Highlander. (laughs) What's the Highlander? It's a movie. Any good? Very good. It won the Academy Award. Oh, for what? For best movie ever made. What? Wow. Go ahead. I'm go, sorry. No, go I on. Did not no, go on. No, go on. 
Go ahead. I dare you. <laughs> Keep it. Come on. Bring it. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was three movies in one. The movie, for me, should have just been about the gathering with some oh, flashbacks. Did, did, we spent did they give you too, too much, much awesome? It was we, too much we awesome? We spent too much time awesome in movies? Scotland where he's like, I don't know how to swim and all this other stuff. <laughs> was so I, it, it just took me out of the whole thing because the tone switched so much that when I finally went back and really watched it as a movie and not just like a movie that I'd seen a hundred times when I was a kid through teenagehood and watched it, I was like, this really makes no sense. This has awesome shots in it. It has some really awesome dialogue. And when the jokes land, actually, I thought they were really funny. But all in all, would I want to revisit it? No. So all right. sucks all right. for me. I think this is consistent with Dave's like- Put your uh, fucking hand down, Solo. Dave, Dave I think you're, you are consistent with your like, if you have to give some, you have a rule that's kind of like, if you have to give somebody a primer before the movie, then the movie automatically sucks, even if you like it. And so I, I respect that you're standing by that in that regard. Because I would definitely yeah. preface this movie to anyone that I was showing it to. Go ahead, Solo. You answer it. All right. Um, th this is actually a first for me for this podcast. And as Just I relax, my opinion has much. changed throughout <laughs> the course of our recording. And well, I went from very tepid about this movie to absolutely it does not suck now. It is awesome. <laughs> the more I thought about it, the more time I got to marinate this movie. It is, it is awesome. And I really, really appreciated it and loved the camera work. Yes. The initial thing that gives you pause is when you look at the 120-minute runtime and you're like, oh, God, from 1986, 120 minutes. And it does get a little tedious at points, but it is... That's like a million dollars every movies. 10 minutes. I mean, it took it's me two nights to watch it. of everything that was awesome in 1986. And there's mm -hmm. a lot in the fun facts about this movie about... Kurt Russell being recruited to play the Christopher oh. Lambert, Lambert role, and I'm glad oh, he that would have been awesome because then he went on to do Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, and Christopher oh, Lambert did this, okay. and that would have like been a parallel universe of 1980s awesome. That I'm I'm glad fine with the way that landed on the yeah. cosmic scale. Me too. Me too. And it's a delightfully cheesy movie that you can <laughs> you can spread on any object. <laughs> Is the cheese of this movie is so much more palatable and digestible than the cheese of a lot of the other borderline the the, the beastmaster cheeses <laughs> and the other borderline cheeses. I this movie does not suck now. It is worth the 120 minutes. It may not be wholly awesome, but you will not forget it. It's my recommendation. There's a lot of movies nice. I won't forget for the wrong reasons. <laughs> Werewolf no. fuck. All right. <laughs> I will go. And should we have I... a cheese a cheese rating now? Like was it Gouda? <laughs> just, just do one real quick, Dave. What's your cheese rating for Yeah, what's a what cheese is this movie? Uh, what's your a very stinky mustard munster. Oh, very... I like munster. Is munster stinky? You would. Munster no. don't stink. Munster's kind munster of like bland. Stink? It's munster good for melting. Like... All right, a 20-year-old yeah, But stinky brie. monster. Ooh, I like brie too. Dave, you don't like cheese because all you're doing is naming awesome cheese. <laughs> I didn't call it mozzarella, okay? <laughs> I Pisano. This right, was I'll a little mozzarella. String cheese. I'll go. Right. So I, I, I am also, I'm on Solo's side and I think Highlander does not suck. But 
I have to give Dave the crop, the props that are due on his scale, which is if I'm going to show this movie to somebody who's never seen it. And I did with, with my wife, uh, I would prep them a lot more about the experience that's coming so that they went into it with the right mindset. I think, I think she got a little thrown off by the tone shifts where I was more like enthralled of, I can't believe I, I forgot how awesome this movie is. <laughs> and, uh, and I loved it too. Like all the things that, I guess I'm just like, it, it checked off so many boxes of things that I normally would say make a movie bad. And I did not care at all. I was just on board with it and I was fine with it. And I liked that it was like three different movies and I didn't care that it was just kind of made like fly, like, you know, see to your pants kind of fly by night shit. And I loved it. I missed the eighties, New York. I missed like, I love the like sword worship of it, even though it's ridiculous. <laughs> and and it had Queen dropping like four or five great songs on it. it. Had Sean Connery, had beautiful women, or a beautiful woman, <laughs> too, I guess. And it was it was it was great. And I thought like uh, it surprised me, even though I'd seen it a million times as a kid. I think that is really worth something. It, it surprised me a little bit. I I wasn't expecting the humor. And the like gritty New Yorkiness of it. I'd just forgotten a lot of that stuff. Although the church scene was definitely emblazoned in my memory forever. I actually love the church scene. Church scene is one of the best scenes. You hate it? Is that what you said, Dave? No, I love it. Oh, yeah. I told you there were some scenes in this movie and some shots, especially with the pickle, that were really, that I actually did love. Like, that's why I wanted to like this movie a lot more than I ended up liking it. You know what I mean? Like, Clancy Brown. Originally I was upset wanted... with the movie I didn't see. Let's put so it if we get if we raise enough money, we can definitely get Wesley Snipes to be the pickle if, for the movie. For our oh my god! If, oh look, shit! If, sixty um, bucks. If 60 they just bucks. remade this movie with more like <laughs> awesome next gen sword fights, this would be one of the most no, no, perfect movies. That ever. is not happening in my version. There I are no want, next gen. No, no, that's like the only thing that prevented this from being the most amazing. No, movie I don't ever. want any of that shit. I just want dudes like spinning around and flailing at each other, and then we'll right, edit sorry. it together. There Wait, is Mike, a Mike, Highland, we got we got to the mic. Okay, go ahead, Mike. So I did not think that this movie sucks. Now, the quickening, the quickening. Go make some biscuits. I can make some biscuits with this quickening. I did not think it sucked, and me and Sarah watched it together. And although it took me two nights to watch it because I just get sleepy around eleven. <laughs> I just you know can't stay awake because I'm a father but I will say like the weird filmmaking was something that I really liked about this watch mm -hmm. like I was just like this is so crazy all the sets are so weird and it's like very 80s music video but like in the best way mm -hmm. um where he just like throws it in and he's just like well these guys can't fight with swords very well so they're gonna have a fucking sword fight on top of silver cup studios which is was pretty badass um and then just like the craziness of the gherkin uh i just love so much more now like when i was a kid it probably was lost on me but it was just like he was so evil in such a fun way and mm -hmm. uh, also they had the 80s trope of a cop named frank <laughs> <laughs> like there's so many cops named frank in the 80s I don't know why they just named him all Frank, but it's like the very first scene in the movie, she's like, she's like, oh, Frank, whatever. When he like walks in, like her buddy cop, I'm like, all right, there's a cop named Frank. He's going to be a dickhead. By the uh, way, there's a reboot but yeah. coming. We did not there's give a, Bonnie I, enough credit or whatever. There, wait, is. there's a I reboot. thought she was cool. The sword wait, expert. Yeah. Wait, yeah. there's a reboot coming. 
of in 2021 direct and it's going to be directed by the guy who directed all the john wick movies Shit, what? we gotta get our we gotta get ours out there as a parallel movie <laughs> but but i think so like here's what it, what really holds up about it is the idea is so cool and mm-hmm. original just like the absolute premise for forever you just make a movie and then like basically it stirs people's imaginations like freddie mercury and brian may and john deacon or whatever but it's like it it's stirs, the like where is the deacon I, at the what I loved, <laughs> what I loved about the movie was that I what I liked about it as a kid and what I like about it now is the same. Which like <laughs> it just like introduces you to this cool world, like when you see Star Wars or something, and all the other movies can suck or whatever. But like the idea that it introduces to you that there are mortal people, like sword fighting each other throughout time, like that's so fucking cool. Like the um, about the story and about yes. you were. I, so Gregory Wyden, who wrote this, yes. was a uh, UCLA film student when he uh, wrote this movie. And his uh, uh, professor was like, you need to send this to agents. This is really good. You could probably right. get this made yeah. into a movie. And he did. <laughs> I love it. Because it was dope amazing. as hell. If somebody, came awesome. up, if somebody came up to you and told you the, like, this, the summary of this movie, would you just be like, hell yeah? Yeah. Yeah, apparently, apparently yeah, his original that. story was very much like what what you guys are proposing for your sequels. It was a um, like a nice. contrast between the Highlander and the Kurgan. Like you would talk about how the Highlander came through time, and then would talk about how the Kurgan came through time. Oh, I don't know, like, and Josh's, Josh's teenage character comes through time. It's not Josh's. And they come all the time. It's no, it's Solo's character. <laughs> I made this up. I want the credit. Uh, So so what are we? J-Bone's kid character comes through time. There you go. (laughs) Sold. Leave it. We got got three don't sucks and we got one suck. Yeah. Yeah. Dave, I think you're going to regret this choice because it's going on the internet and it'll be there forever. I was was very borderline (laughs) going into this podcast, but the whole podcast swayed me more so than any other podcast we've done in process. Well, yeah. It's interesting. Very cool. But you touch got, your leg and breathe in your ear. But Dave, you got, you got, I understand <laughs> you got to put way. yourself out there because <laughs> I realized last, last episode, I said that Bram Stoker's Dracula sucks. And then this week, uh, the host of Ghost Adventures is posting about how it's his favorite movie ever. It's awesome. But, which I, <laughs> you're right. But now, but now. I can never ha- ask him to listen to my podcast because <laughs> that would be the first one he listens to. I was generally shocked to be the only person who said Bram Stoker's Dracula was awesome. You know because what? That movie's fucking movie. awesome. In hindsight, awesome. I, have been, I have been thinking about it a lot because it was just so Because it's insane. awesome. <laughs> it's Look, so you know, awesome. It doesn't mean that you don't give respect. I have you know how many, for the movie, but I have yeah. to say that there was a lot of stuff that I, that's why we're doing it. Do you know how many terrible so movies are made every year that are boring and fucking nothing is put into them? And then how you're given a gift Gary like Oldman Highlander and Anthony Hopkins and Keanu Reeves and yeah. still shit the bed. When a studio <laughs> wants to give a big budget, uh, when a studio <laughs> wants to give a big budget to a director to let him go nuts, I am yeah. there for it. That's what I want. Like I, took, I'm, some of you guys saw Sucker Punch with me. I fucking dragged a, at least one of you to go see Sucker Punch, and that movie was fucking trash. But you tell bad. me that Zack Snyder gets to make a movie for sixty million dollars doing whatever he wants. I want to go see what he's gonna do. It might not be good, but I want to be in on that. I want that. To be honest, I I like a lot of sucker punch too. Visually, it was pretty entertaining. 
Yeah, yeah I want to see these guys go nuts. Like I know some people, like I want the extravagance every once in a while. Not all the time, but you know, sometimes just let a director go crazy. Because then sometimes you get like, uh, you get like David Fincher making Zodiac or, or, or Spike Lee movie. making Black Klansman. Mm-hmm. And you get these yeah. like, guys that like just will fucking but do. David, you know, that's like, if you, combine, if you mm-hmm. combine that directorial vision with what I think we all agree is the most amazing premise for a story ever. <laughs> Well, it's mm. one of them. Like the premise is solid and awesome. And if you can get the visuals right, this would yeah. be a movie I would watch every 10 years when they remade it. They like, should, let, they should let a director make a Highlander movie every Christmas. Yeah. Just like every you year. Get it next are, Christmas. Well, I want one every year. I just want a new Highlander movie that's completely <laughs> unrelated. Every time somebody just is like, I'm going to my turn to tell the story and just do it's, it. It's like Star Wars, how Star Wars is good when they just like don't. They, they like focus on space crime and just like weird little stories like yeah. apart and from the Jedi. But that's why stuff. Sucker Punch was also awesome was because it was uh, it's the occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge thing like what flashes through your head before you get a lobotomy or get killed. And it's an iconic theme and a thousand people have done it and the directors that do it really well get to direct Star Wars the end. I had Thank three you. glasses of whiskey. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure Zack Snyder is not directed a Star Wars movie. Just oh, sorry. Okay. Superman. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. There's Zack Snyder is the same well, thing. Well, then. Listen, I'm going to watch his five-hour Justice League movie, and I'm going to be really <laughs> excited to watch it. Well, <laughs> then. another one? Or just the original one? Thank oh, you. Dave, every, you have a rabbit thank hole you. Together. Thank you, everyone, for listening. <laughs> thank you. Wait. Are we, are we doing another quick recording of Lethal Weapon 2? No, we're doing a recording of Lethal Weapon 2. And not 2. right okay. now. Like, not now. Dwight, okay, did you watch sorry. it? Uh, I three watched. glasses. Yeah, and he's Let's in. go. He's in. <laughs> I do. There you go, boys. <laughs> well, the next episode, we're going to do Lethal Weapon 2 because uh, we're getting too old for this shit. Yeah, this shit. <laughs> and I have diplomatic immunity. Diplomatic um, immunity. If you haven't watched Highlander, if you somehow listen to this whole podcast and haven't watched Highlander, I would just love to hear thoughts. <laughs> about what this movie sounds like when you've never when you haven't even seen it i agree please you know uh, emily thought it all took place in scotland and she was very upset (laughs) new york is the scotland of america you know what i'm gonna take i'm gonna re-edit highlander into three different movies and sell it as a miniseries and see if anybody notices i you know what i would be down for that it, uh, isn't it already a miniseries? Didn't we establish that? You know it what was, I'm going to do? It's not a miniseries. It's like series, an episodic TV show. I'm going to watch the whole Highlander series, and I will update you guys on each episode. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so, there, th- so coming soon, a spinoff where three of us, who besides Dave... <laughs> I'll watch the show. <laughs> we'll, do a, we'll do a deep dive into the Highlander TV show. The show delivers because at least you off. get to go through time with Connor McLeod and you're like, oh, this it's is not what Christopher Lambert, doing. though. Yeah. The, no. show is, the show is actually good, I think. I rem- well, there's only I one way to find out. Do we know if it sucks? I in? am immortal. I it doesn't have Queen. Blood of Kings. It's got that song. This is like, I would say Highlander is like catching quickening in a bottle. <laughs> Jack Fizzle would say that's hard to do. Oh, that's why it's so expensive. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Good night. Wait, did I ever tell you that I got touched by the ghost of Seth Bullock? Did you really? Where did Wait, he touch what? you? In Deadwood. 
No, I mean, where on your body? Oh, <laughs> uh, on my thighs. Could you show me on this doll? Up, up, up in, in your, your ears. Podcast Network. All right, class. Settle down. Everyone sit down and shut up. I'm putting on a movie. Don't you miss the days when your teacher was so hungover, they just threw out the lesson plan and put on a movie? Well, that's every day here at Video High. Our curriculum caters to those who love the least loved films in cinematic history. The idea that this movie has a coherent A plot, let alone a B or C plot, this movie's too stupid. And then they do, and I'm like, wow, <laughs> they wrote this. Like, good job, guys. Join Casey Regan, Greg Hansen, Josh Roth, and myself, Jamie Kennedy, as we plumb the depths of video not-so-classics. This movie is sort of like a boner. It, like, is embarrassing to those who make it and offensive to those who see it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whether we think it rules or is actually total junk, hijinks will ensue regardless. Who else's favorite character was the bartender pirate? The set was good. That was like a side character who had a lot of fun business. The fart joke was motivated. <laughs> Video High is your B-movie education. And ours. Listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We can't wait to talk movies with you. The movie is rated PG-13. But I do not know who over the age of 13 <laughs> this is aimed at. Great question. I mean, we're coming to find out. Me. I think it's, yeah. <laughs> I think it's us. Welcome, Welcome to, to Video, Video High. High. Video High. Uh, that doesn't suck. <laughs>